just talk about it live. So, so Tina's with us. Um, Tina has her uh, as a, uh, a management company in Iowa, in Des Moines, Iowa, based in Des Moines, Iowa, that she founded, and and we're going to talk a little bit about. Well, first of all, tell us a little about the, the company. When you guys originally started, uh, the types of real estate that you guys manage right now, and then we'll, we'll expand on that. Okay. Yeah. So I started in uh, property management 25 years ago as a leasing agent, and have been pretty much in every position. In uh, 2017, I decided that I no longer wanted to work for somebody, so I got my broker's license and uh, opened the management company with one person in 2019, and now we have 80 employees on our payroll. We do manage through three different states of the Midwest, Iowa, Kansas, Missouri. We have about 4,500 units now, and we, we mainly own and manage workforce housing. And 4,500 units. What what would be your what would be your projected growth? Like what what's your goal over the next five years to grow to? So in three years we grew 4,400 units. So hopefully we can uh, triple or quadruple that. At least that. Yeah. Yep. So um, talk a little bit about the. I mean, it is far more difficult to operate a management company at a smaller scale than a larger scale. Yes. You don't have Definitely. levels of middle management for maintenance. How do you how do you grow a company successfully as you have from an acorn to 4500 5000 units? Definitely you have to be open to change, of course, but I think it's using some of the systems in place that the apartment industry puts for you. So like uh, some we use some compliance dashboards, HR dashboards, we, we utilize third-party companies to help us, and then we do. We focus on what we're good at, which is the operations, with our regional managers and on-site teams. Any? Is there anything in particular in terms of the tech stack that you would? Um, that's been more important, more critical to your success than others. I would say on that note, like our property management software that we use, it's an all-in-one. The less logins people have, the more they're going to use stuff, right? So we have about three platforms that we are really our go-tos. Got it. And um, and the management, the oversight of a 4,500 unit portfolio, is that all regional managers? Do you have, do you have a whole cadre of regional managers? Or are you at a scale where you have like a director of operations who handles all of that? Like, when do you start segmenting into regions? Right. So I think some of that's going to be on your scale that you were talking about. We have some smaller communities. We're now looking to just manage the larger communities so that we can then scales of economy, right? So we can have less people, but we do have, for our 4,500 units, we have a vice president of operations. We have three regional managers, and that's because we have to, they're not by our corporate office. So we, we try to have them local just to be on the sites. Got it. Uh, and all of this is, uh, well, there's, you have a mix. Some, most is we call third party managed. Correct. But some, some is owned and managed. Owned Correct. and operated. Yeah. Yes. Uh, is there, what directionally, are you hoping to expand the third party business or are you hoping to do more on the, the uh, develop more owned assets? So a little bit of both, but for me, my passion is the management. So I have ownership in some properties, but my focus would be growing the management company. My partners that I have now in the management company as we grew and merge with them, it they will do more of the buying on that side. And I'll do a deal here or there when it comes along. I've had some, some conversions that I've done in the Des Moines market uh, just lately, actually. Conversions like what? So in 2019, I, well, 
going back a little bit, I graduated from the American Institute of Business in Des Moines in 1990, or 2000, geez. And I actually, in 2019, we bought the college and then turned the dorms into uh, multifamily housing. So it's 93 units and today we're pretty much 100% occupied there. So that was one, uh, a really good fun development story uh, to add to my career, I guess, the portfolio. And then- What do you mean you bought the college? So bought the college. It was great story. It was donated to the state of Iowa. They weren't able to run the college anymore. I think a lot of stuff went online, paperless, things like that. And so my partner and I put in a bid and bought it from the state of Iowa. Wow. It was it was an incredible project. We we sold off some of the parcels. There were the obviously the classrooms and things like that that have now been sold and there's businesses operating in those. We kept just the the dorms which were set up as apartments, one and two bedroom apartments and and did a value add to that. So we put in about 6500 a unit and now again it's it's full and it was a great project. You your value add was 65 your value add budget was 6500 a unit. For interior, yes. Yes, the whole project was about 1.5 is what we invested into it additionally. That's a pretty that's a pretty healthy value add budget. It is. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and and we did local financing. So we we yeah, it was it was a big risk. Lightning struck and there we were. So it was again just an awesome project to have. I have a great partner on that one too. Did you, I'm just curious. It, I mean, I love projects like this. Early on in my career, um, I worked for a company in Los Angeles that did a lot of adaptive reuse mm -hmm. in downtown Los Angeles. For example, one of the most successful uh, projects I was involved with was the repurposing of the Standard Oil Building, which had been a vacant office building for a number of years before it was redeveloped into 122 units of luxury housing, uh, multifamily housing. So I love those stories. And right. at, at AIMCO, we had huge portfolios of, of adaptive reuse in downtown LA. So the idea of taking a college and and looking at those buildings that could become residential right. versus those that could. That must have been a very interesting pro forma. Uh, how do you um, how do you look? Are, are you in the active market right now looking for deals? You said you'd like to acquire, but that's not your uh, side of the business. I'm more passive in that. So if a deal comes along that one of my partners is interested in, then we'll, we'll work on it together. They're probably a little bit more aggressive than I am just because, again, I want to do the management side of it. And, and usually it just depends on how it works out with who's going to do the rezoning and, and some of those things. Who do we know that can help us and things like that. Can I ask about the Iowa market? Sure. As an Iowan, as a yeah. former yeah. Iowan, I grew up in, in Burlington, Iowa. Um, uh, Iowa has been, a, I, th I think, a net exodus of people leaving the state. As a real estate operator, how do you think about investing in a market where, unlike, say, like a Phoenix, right, or uh, Dallas, which always seems to have an influx of people, like you right. can't go wrong. Right. How do you st make strategic decisions in Des Moines, Iowa, about that's worthy of $6,500 a unit? I think it's just, it's what you said. People flock to Des Moines, or sorry, people flock to Dallas. They flock to Phoenix. But to me, they're. They are coming to Iowa, so you have some that are leaving, and then you've got others coming back. I think they leave for college, they start start their family, they want to move back to the Midwest. You know, and we do different levels of workforce housing, so I always, I'm, it doesn't worry me at all because somebody is always looking for that next step up in apartment before they purchase a home, or 
things happen, cutbacks happen, and they're looking for that another price level. You know, in, in the Midwest, our cost of living is, I, what I would say is average. And I, I will say, I do not do any A-plus properties. It, that would that did, would worry me personally. I can't speak for any of my partners on that, but we do try to do the workforce housing and, and do the value add with it. Got it. And is there, um, is there an amenity mix? Is there a service mix that's that's different now that you need to you think solve for than it was prior to COVID? You know, I don't know about prior to COVID, but like if your communities aren't pet friendly, I feel like I feel like that's going to do a disservice, quite frankly, to your property. Again, my my opinion on that, and I don't have any pets, but I just from the renter side of it, that's what we see. It brings in a ton of income for us on on the pet side. So that would be one thing. And then also with your question in regards to COVID is, what do we have out, outdoor related? So bike storages and things like that is what we try to try to go ahead and make sure that everybody knows like where we're at on the bike paths and, and things like that. Des Moines is doing a lot of development of parks and their natural resources and, and things like that too. So, so you as a result, not the same pressure to to have those amenities on site because it, you have in the surrounding environs parks and such. Correct, like the college where that was. It's called the Village of Grays Lake now, but uh, Grays Lake, the city has put a phenomenal amount of money in there just to make that area amazing compared to what it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. Okay, um, switching gears a little bit on you. Yes. Um, what do you, as a, as a, as a smaller operator, I don't know what, I don't know if you, I don't know what SMB is in this business. Maybe somewhere, probably about two thousand and eight thousand units. Maybe as a, as an operator in that class, um, what are you looking for in terms of innovation and technology to help you do your job better? Anything that I can do for my phone. <laughs> so, but I would say because you're mobile all the time, or why I, why are you so I, mobile focused? So I am mobile all the time. However, I can run the company from my phone. I can do property management software. I can do our compliance dashboards. I can do everything on our applicant tracking. So everything is through my phone. So if a company has a platform that will help us manage better and more efficiently, then that's that's what I want. So my I've been I arrived in San Diego on Sunday and I got out my laptop for about five minutes because I had something saved on there that I needed. Yeah. So, I, and I think our, our employees want that, our team members want that too. They want the efficiencies, it's just getting them to buy into that and actually trying it so they see all the benefits of it. Well, counterintuitively, because I agree with you, um, counterintuitively, this industry I think has really struggled with how to handle mobile devices because if you're using a PMS system on a mobile device, you have the opportunity to have personal resident information on a device that then you need to make sure doesn't go with somebody if they're terminated or they quit. Mm -hmm. Like there's these challenges that have made companies really reticent to um, to sort of officially distribute devices. And but how have you guys solved for that? So we are just prepared. If something happens, an employee is terminated. We we have a plan where we cut everything off like right away because all you have to do is it it would take me two seconds to go in and delete somebody's login and then they're not going to have any access to that once they're out of the system and it's partnering with 
those companies that offer that to make sure that that's how they work their data as well on that. So I think we have not had any issues, but we just have a very, uh, a set checklist of this is what has to happen in the event of this. I, again, 25 years, but mainly paperless for the last 12 and have not had an issue. I shouldn't say that, but we <laughs> we have it. And it's, I, I think it's much better than what if somebody comes into the office and takes all the paper copies or something like that too. So it, it can go either way. It's just how you, how you spin it and what you put in place to make sure other things don't happen. That's pretty amazing, paperless for 12 years. Yes, I, I don't know how much time we have, Daniel, but <laughs> I had a baby in 2017 when I closed my first property, which was 97 units started uh, doing a water bill back on it, had had an exit of maybe 20 to 30 residents. And I did everything from home with my baby in, in hand, at, you know, because I could respond to guest cards and things like that at two in the morning. And within two and a half months, I had everything leased up and it was fine. And I, you know, maybe went to the property a couple times a week for a half hour. So it was virtual leasing before virtual leasing was a thing. Yeah, you led the charge. I'd like to say I did, but it's a story I often share to also let our team members know, like change is good, just try it. People will welcome that. They want to, they want to be able to, to save time as well if they're coming to look at your community or something. So, There's brave words from somebody in the industry that tends not to feel that way. Often like leading right. changes difficult for a lot of folks and because people this is just the way they've done things and real estate is uh, an industry that's mm -hmm. ensconced in tradition and right old right. school I, I think that is and it just a, another short little sidebar so we just recently my partner and I from the college we bought a hotel and made it into an apartment community as well and it's with along with what you're saying you have to have the vision so other people will look at the deal and they're so set in how they underwrite things or you know you have to have this and you have to do this and we just went into it open-minded and we everybody can see the vision of it and it's it's really coming together nicely so it was 112 units we we closed March 1st and we are almost done with all 112 unit renovations and that's in a tough market where we're you know struggling to get supplies and things and we've We've just got a few units left and we're about 30% occupied right now. Wow. I know we just have a few seconds left, um, but I, I'm curious about that. Um, how do you handle in a, in a hotel to residential conversion? How do you handle um, kitchens? That sort of thing. So they were suites. So they had full kitchens in them. They already did. So that gave us, that was a good, you know, starting, starting point for us. So it was basi uh, a basic rehab in them and there, so there wasn't the, the kitchen conversion, sorry. All right, well, I'm, I'm, I'm beginning, you're painting a picture here, <laughs> Tina, of uh, change is good, you think out of the box in terms of your, your real estate development and, and uh, acquisition strategy, so uh, it's not, not a surprise you're at the forefront of thinking about technology and that you're mobile right. first, yeah, yeah. impressive. Yeah, it's um, exciting. All right, well, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us a little bit. We appreciate it. Yeah. I'll let you get back to the thank show. Thank you. Thanks and, for having uh, me. We'll pick up again with our next guest here momentarily. Thanks for joining us.